The Joy of M Sports presents The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. 56 yarder. It's got, no, does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the miss field goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Welcome to the Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch a Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa. I'm your host, Corey Bradley. Thank you for joining us for another exciting episode of the Sweet Spot. As you just heard that so very famous call from Rod Bramlett as he announced the 109-yard missed field goal kick return by Chris Davis. 109 yards as Auburn stunned Alabama on one of the most improbable finishes that you'll ever see so uh what an amazing kick for Auburn fans what a very disappointing and frustrating way to lose as far as Alabama fans go but that's definitely one of the more memorable endings not only here in the SEC or in the south but in the entire country when it comes to college football so we know this week being Thanksgiving week and I'm sure a lot of people were sitting around their tables talking about the 2020 Iron Bowl and who's going to win this matchup between number 22 Auburn and number one Alabama in Tuscaloosa at 2.30 on CBS. So, you know, what I decided to do was do the exact same thing that I'm pretty sure everybody else has been doing. I decided to talk with some of my family members, get their thoughts of this year's matchup of the Iron Bowl. So after stuffing our faces with dressing and macaroni cheese and turkey, of course, we had a roundtable discussion as well to talk about this upcoming matchup between the Tigers and the Tide in the 2020 Iron Bowl. Welcome to this Iron Bowl roundtable discussion as I'm joined by some of my family members to talk about the upcoming game. Let me introduce the crew first. I have my cousin, Darius Holden, he's also an Auburn fan. Darius, man, how you doing today? Doing good. Honored to be here. Honored to be here. I'm glad you're here too, man. So, also have his brother, which is my cousin as well, and he's an Alabama fan, so there's a little sibling <laughs> rivalry in the household growing up there. Uh, Jeremy Holden. Jeremy, you've been on the sweet spot a few times, man. I'm glad to have you back. Glad to be with you and seeing you face to face today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then I have my uncle who's also an Alabama fan as well, Quentin Robinson. It's his first time on the sweet spot. Quentin, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. It's a pleasure to be with you tonight. Man, this is uh, definitely a blessing, to, like I said, to be here face-to-face doing this. We've done this over the phone quite a few times, but to be face-to-face and have a chance to sit down and talk a little football, man, it's definitely a, a blessing, and I'm thankful for this opportunity. Now, Darius, man, uh, when you think about this game, the Iron Bowl, Auburn, Alabama, what comes to mind? Man, um, honestly, family, man, first of all, because uh, we didn't normally, uh, you know, being around this time, you know, the holiday week, and, you know, we talk trash, you know what I mean, year-round. So um, the fact that, uh, you know, I think about family uh, and just the fun, um, trash talk that we have and sometimes the intensity uh, <laughs> uh, of our conversations 
uh, during these games. It, it just makes it all fun and, and just uh, put things in this perspective, especially with this year, just being thankful for real for so many other things. And just this uh, football game is like the uh, caps it all off in, in a, uh, with a sense of uh, enjoyment um, during this time, too. Jeremy, man, what about you? What are your thoughts on uh, whenever these two teams get together? Man, it's it's fun. Just tradition, like you said, family. I look back over the years, and I think we've probably been at each person's house to watch the game. We get together. Uh, we switch houses. Just, like I say, the friendly trash talk, just the discussion, you know, uh, you know, me and me and my brother have different sides. It's just fun to. Sometimes it is fun to root against each other and pull for your team and hope that they lose. Because throughout the year, sometimes you know I may not root against Auburn. I'm definitely rooting for Alabama all the time. But it's sometimes I actually hope Auburn wins. But this one time, you definitely root against them and you hoping your team pull it out and stump them. So it's just fun, family togetherness. That's what it is to me. And like I say, tradition. Quinn, what about you, man? Man, like you say, yeah, it's the same with me. It's a family tradition. It's just a rival game. I got this one brother who's an Auburn fan, and most of the time we go back and forth. And and Alabama win, he he won't I, he won't answer my calls. <laughs> if Auburn win, I ain't gonna answer his calls. So it's like, oh man, you already know what's up. I ain't even trying to go there. <laughs> it's just like that family rival. You like, you have to keep it going. And then my son, youngest son, I. Most my wife and other sons Alabama fan, but I got this one young son. There's got to be Harvard. I'm like, what? What happened to you? So it, it's, it's like that. You, you have that rival going. So you hope it wouldn't be in your household, but it is. <laughs> now, uh, Jeremy, man, uh, what's your favorite Iron Bowl moment? I know, you know, of course, you know, Alabama's kind of dominated the rivalry as of late, but. Do you have one that stands out above the rest? Man, that's tough. Um, me and Darius was talking earlier, and the thing about the Iron Bowl is it seems like a lot of Alabama's wins are comfortable wins. Auburn has the key, the magical moments and, and the memorable moments, but we just have wins. So, you know, each win is good. Um, I think stopping the six in a row was probably one of the most memorable ones for me lately. The other ones are good wins, but that's probably the one that – I think that sticks out as far as a, a good moment, and I won't steal some of Darius's moments, but even some of the bad moments because they're so memorable. Uh, they're not good, but they are good memories because you, you you won't forget those moments. So I'll just say, in the the sixth straight, the the Tuberville time. <laughs> Darius, man, what about you, man? Or do you have a favorite Iron Bowl moment? One that just kind of when you think about Iron Bowl, Auburn, Alabama. And you're replaying highlights in your head. What game comes to mind? Uh, man, uh, as my brother just said, um, Auburn. When we do win the Iron Bowl, um, it, it's always some type of special moments that uh, take place for us here in the last twenty years. But uh, my favorite is the uh, sack game, man. Uh, I think we were together yeah. uh, watching that family yeah. and uh, did a lot of trash talking. And uh, Brody goes down, <laughs> just sounds so good to me. And, uh, you know, the, the comeback game was great, you know what I mean? And, of course, everybody loves, you know, the kick six, but the sack game was the one that done it for me. I mean, 
when you can drive down the highway and still see bumper stickers that say, Honk if you sack Brody. <laughs> <laughs> you can't forget. That's a game you can't forget. Yeah. So, you know, that's my Quinn, man, what about you? Man, I don't just have one game that stands out, but I guess the most of the rival game for the Alabama Auburn would be the Birmingham game because, you know, they was in a neutral location. Mm-hmm. You wasn't on your home territory. Mm-hmm. They're not on their home territory. So, is anybody game, it's a toss-up. You got your fans cheering for you. You hoping you win. And so, most of my memories is from that watching the, the games in Birmingham. You may go down through there and hear the crowd going off and and the packed arena just waiting for that game to happen. So most of those will be my my type of game, I mean, in the Birmingham area. So watching watching some of those games, and, and instead of just going back to Tuscaloosa or Auburn, you know, you got your crowd of Auburn fans that are going to try to get all the seats by them up. And <laughs> <laughs> don't want no Alabama fans up in there, so <laughs> and vice versa. So. Yeah. Now, for me, uh, my favorite Iron Bowl moment, Darius, you mentioned the can back. I think it's just because of that year, and it ended up, like I said, no, uh, ended up being a championship for Auburn. Mm-hmm. But that game, the way we knew going into Tuscaloosa was going to be a challenge, a place where Alabama hadn't lost in two years. And everything that could have went wrong went wrong at the beginning of that game. And to go down 24 nothing, uh, they scored a touchdown right for the half. I think Emory Blake caught that touchdown. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the way that the team fought back. And, and I went back and watched several interviews. You know, Gene Chizik told the team, like, weather the storm today. Weather the storm. So when things go bad, don't let it define this outcome. And so to come back from the 24 to nothing deficit on the road against Nick Saban-led Alabama team, not just an Alabama team, but a Nick Saban-led yeah. team. You know, I tell you, I, I was at my, our cousin Thomas' house, and I sat there quiet the whole time. And uh, one of his friends was there, was a huge Alabama fan. He talked the whole game. And so uh, when it came down and we finally got that 28-27 victory, I let him have it. <laughs> and, you know, and I, and I let him have it. I was saying some of everything, just, uh, just rubbing it in his face because, like, we knew. You lose that game, that's it. Yeah. That, that ends the championship run. And, you know, of course, Alabama would love to do that. And as we know, Auburn has done that to them before to ruin that championship run against your, your main rival. So uh, that's definitely my first, my favorite Iron Bowl moment by far. Now, Quentin, man, going back to you, um, we talked about your favorite Iron Bowl moment. What's your least favorite Iron Bowl moment? <laughs> my least favorite would be, like I said, <laughs> playing against Cam. <laughs> I guess that would be my worst moment. You think, like I said, we had the game in the hands and then – Cam being Cam, that he said he he take he take the shoulder take the team on his shoulder and, and march him into, into victory. So you can't deny the man that he was good. You know that he had went on to play pro and which he's still playing now. So that was one of my moments right there. I guess it would be my worst moment with having to play against him and and losing and that's put it like a sour taste in your mouth and you don't you don't never want to forget that. You you hope your team want to win all games and go on to the championship and win it, but. Sometimes it happens that way, and you learn to accept and move on. Hoping the next year roll around be a different story. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy, man, what about you? What's your least favorite moment in this series? It's got to be the kick six by four, man. Uh, It's not the fact that we lost, but it's the fact how it lost. And it almost felt like we were up when we were kicking the field goal, which we weren't. But the fact that they ended that way, and the worst part was seeing the Auburn fans get to celebrate like they did. That was the part that that made it the worst. 
jumping in the, on the field. Only good part about it, I got to see some fans following the bushes. That's the only good part about it. Yeah. But other than that, that, that was probably the worst one for me. D, what's your least favorite, man? Uh, I have to say when uh, our streak, um, Tommy Tupperville ended, uh, because at the end of that streak was the start of, I, I say that was the official start of the saving era, man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, We've been in the shadows <laughs> ever since then. And, you know, I was, you know, at, at this one time in my life getting comfortable and used to Auburn beating Alabama. And when when that streak ended, it was like, okay, are we back? Uh, <laughs> finna go backwards. But I know that wasn't the first time eat a team that had a streak like that. But that – it took me a while to get over, yeah. for real. Yeah, that that one did hurt. Like you said, you knew, like, yeah. okay, the streak's over. Uh, we know how the, the caliber that Nick Saban, the, yeah. the kind of coach he is, and you knew, like, man, this is a team to, to be reckoned with for, move, you know, moving on. To win six straight in any rivalry mm-hmm. is one thing. I mean, maybe that's what Ohio State, they they feel with Michigan. I mean, they get a chance to <laughs> just dominate that, you know, every single year, but – and this Auburn Alabama matchup, that's something that's very rare, you know, yeah. uh, you know, something as far as we've experienced. And so, you know, you had to fear of the thumb and then you <laughs> you know, fear the finger and so uh uh for the other hand. So yeah, I'm definitely with you on that one now. I'll tell you my personal least favorite was the only Iron Bowl I've attended when I was at, at Auburn, it was in oh nine. It was Gene Chiswick's first year. And the reason why it's 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 hurt so much because we were up fourteen nothing. We were up fourteen zero uh, of course, Bama comes to tie it up 14 to 14 at the half. We come out. Chris Todd hits Darwin Adams on that uh, hitch and go, and we go up 21 14. But we end up losing on that last drive where it took like eight or nine minutes off the clock and uh, ended up in a Roy Upchurch mm-hmm. touchdown from McElroy where they won, I believe it was 26 to, to 21, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right. uh, and so to be there and witness it in person that's why it hurts you know because i remember after the game just being down and out it's, it's one thing to watch it on tv but to feel the emotion and we were in a student section and there was not any room at all you're literally shoulder to shoulder with every person inside the stadium and so to see alabama come in there and win when they were I think number two in the country i think number one or number two that was mark ingham's Heisman year mm-hmm. and we knew going into that game we had a chance to beat them so it wasn't like, okay, we're 7-4, and four, they're undefeated, we're going to get stomped. We knew going into that matchup that we had a shot to do it. And to jump out 14 nothing, and uh, to lose it, man, that's the one that hurts me the most. And, you know, I, I talked about it last year's episode in the Iron Bowl and kind of went back and watched some of those highlights of that game. And it still – it just brought back all those memories of just how frustrating it was to see Alabama come in there, and like I said, in person – it's a totally different feeling that you just never forget. It's it's a it's an a moment, uh, an emotion that is different when you experience it live. Like on TV, is is one deal, but when you're actually there, that emotion is like times ten. So uh, yeah, that's the one that 09 loss against Alabama is the one that hurts me the most. You're listening to the Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy FM Sports. It's more than a game.
Care Animal Center is a business ministry partner with the Joy FM. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that's dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is care-animal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan. Phone 334-794-6333. Pinch a Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa is a proud business ministry partner with the Joy FM. More than just a full-service pool and supply company, they offer backyard entertainment options like big green eggs, clear light infrared saunas, and patio furniture. Now locally owned and operated by Jason and Amy Sharp, Pinch a Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa, 1435 Westgate Parkway in Dothan. Phone 334-671-POOL. Denny Vision is a proud supporter of the Joy FM, and their number one priority is patient satisfaction. They strive to provide a positive experience from the moment each person walks into the office. Denny Vision has an optical lab to create lenses on site, along with a selection of designer optical and sunglass frames. They focus on promoting good eye health while assisting patients in having the clearest vision possible. Their doctors help see the difference, which is their slogan. Located at 151 East Main Street in Dothan, online at DennyVision.com or phone 334-793-2633. Hey, this is Rosie Robinson, former Wicksburg Panther. You're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on The Joy FM Sports. Oh, both coaches zeroing in on the final 129. Auburn has to hold them to a field goal. They got the big fella in the backfield. They're going to play action on the rollout. McElroy, touchdown up church! So I'm currently joined by some of my family members to talk about this Iron Bowl matchup that we have coming up between number 22 Auburn, number one Alabama, my cousins Darius and Jeremy Holden, and my uncle Quentin Robinson. Now, Quentin, uh, is there any player from the opposing team? You're an Alabama fan, as we've established. Is there any player from the opposing team, from Auburn, that – you know, you kind of like, you have huge respect for considering the circumstances? Uh, probably the only one I'd probably respect is, like I said, Bo Jackson. That would be my, I guess, favorite <laughs> player from Auburn because for what Bo stood for and what he still stands for today, that, that man played hard. He played tough, and you had to get to him. He didn't mess around when he was on the field. Just like the matchup between him and uh, uh play, when he played pro against uh Boswick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when, yeah. when Boswick said he can handle anybody, <laughs> and Boss, and Bo showed him that he couldn't. So that was the one place that I had to have respect for from Marvin because, like I said, the, the sports he played, the, the the role that he did, Bo knows he had all the Nike commercials. That man had it going on when he was when he was in his prime and doing this thing. So that that would be one of the Auburn players I would truly respect because that name just Bo Jackson, Bo. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> Darius, man, what about you? Is there a player from Alabama that, you know, it's just like, okay, they're our rivalry for, they're our rival for sure, but one player you just you couldn't help but respect their level of play on the field? Well, I'm going to bring it uh, up today, uh, and there's no disrespect because I, I, I don't want anyone to ever. I hate to see a young man get hurt doing something that they love, but um, I'm kind of – 
Glad I don't have to see uh, Mr. Waddle on the field this year uh, because last year that pose into the camera after every touchdown, uh, wow. Uh, and we got enough problems on our hands this year that we're going to have to deal with. And so I'm kind of glad uh, I don't have to see him running in the end zone three or four five times uh, this weekend, but, you know, they have other weapons we have to worry about. I, I, Bama has so many running backs that then came through there that's uh, been talented, but uh, I, I, and as good as Tua was last year, we had a, I was more confident in our defense than I was, uh, and I was hoping we got to play Tua last year, so I couldn't really say him, but I, I can – Definitely um, acknowledge the deep threat that Mr. Waddle was <laughs> and still is. <laughs> but I hope for his be- uh, you know, his return, um, you know, and everything works out for the best for him and his family. Jeremy, man, what about you? Got to say it's Cam Newton, man. Even when he was in at Auburn, you know, I, it was hard to root against him. I know Alabama fans probably think I'm crazy, but, man, just – that the talent he had, the way he played, the smile. I know people criticize that about him, but, man, he looked like he just enjoyed the game and just you can do nothing but respect that. And then even now, I, I still root for him, and I, I wish him the best now. I just, like I said, I like the way he, he carries himself. I, I don't necessarily like the interview part of him, but as far as on the field part, man, I can I can respect that every day. Man, uh, for me, Darius, it's just like you said, Jalen Waddle, man, uh, you know, watching him last year score four touchdowns, and he just, like you said, that pose he had, he like, man, this is easy. Like, this is nothing. <laughs> like, I do this all day, man. You know, robbery or not, iron bowl or not. So, yeah, Jalen Waddle, uh, man, I enjoy watching that dude play. Yeah. And I think he's going to be a star at NFL level for sure. Like you said, we wish him nothing but the best as he rehabs from his injury. And, uh, yeah, Jalen Waddle, man. It's it's very rare for me to say I like a player while they're still currently in yeah. Tuscaloosa. But that's Jalen Waddle for sure, which kind of leads me into this next question. And, uh, Jeremy, man, this is going to be for you. You're going to start us off here. Who's one player you couldn't wait to leave from Auburn? Like, we, you talked about the respect and, you know, Cam Newton, but is there one player you didn't really like and you're like, man, he's so good. I don't really like him. I don't really have too much respect for him, but I'm ready for him to – to be done at Auburn. Is there anybody that stands out? That's probably going to be Nick Fairley. Uh, you know, he got some flack with some of the stuff he did and from opposing fans. I know Auburn was like, man, he just playing football. And that may have been true, but as an opposing fan, it was like everything he did seemed dirty to you because he was that good and that dominant. So, to me, uh, man, he was he was a beast. And on that same team, I want to say Cam Newton, but i probably say Nick Fairley because I actually like Cam Newton a little bit better. Yeah. So, yeah, Nick Fairley was the one I wanted to see get out of there. <laughs> Quentin, man, what about you? Uh, who's that one guy that you couldn't wait to leave Auburn and be completely done playing on the Plains? Well, for me, like Jeremy said, he thought it was going to be Cam or Nick Fairley, but it is Cam Newton yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't wait for Cam to get up out of there and, and leave Auburn, and so he wanted to torch Alabama anymore. So, like I said, the rugged play that he do, the – because the mentality that he played with, like I say, play with a chip on his shoulder. And if he got to go out there and take the whole team on, he's going to do it <laughs> no matter what. So that was one of the players I was looking forward to getting up out of there. So Alabama can still have their dominances against him. But that was one player that, hey, you know you better bring your A games against him because he's he going to bring his for sure. 
Darius, man, what about you? Is there one player, uh, former player of the Crimson Tide, that you couldn't wait to leave their football team? Jalen Hurts. Uh, because I don't like any Alabama players. <laughs> but uh, Jalen Hurts remind me of my son. You know, uh, the character, you know, seemed like good good kids, good young men that love the game. And, and I like the Jalen Hurts story. You know what I mean? Um, and it's hard to go against good guys, no matter what color uniform they put on. Uh, and I, I <laughs> you know, I kind of was hoping he it was a magical way he could come to Auburn <laughs> instead of going to Oklahoma. But that's how much I loved him. But I was glad when he was when he um, you know was no longer with the, that team from Tuscaloosa. <laughs> oh, he can't say Alabama. He can't say Alabama. <laughs> Not this week. Okay. <laughs> For me, that one player I couldn't wait to leave was Julio, man. I could not stand Julio Jones because we knew the hype of him leaving Foley High School and five-star recruit, and he is this this freak of an athlete. And he lived up to that hype every you know into that word. So he was a guy man, I couldn't stand because how do you stop him? How do you contain him? You can't. I mean, you got NFL defenses have been trying to figure that as well over the uh, last decade. So Julio Jones – you know, wearing that number eight, man, I couldn't stand him at, at all. I couldn't wait for him to leave Alabama. I got tired of seeing Mark Ingham, too, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> but I, I grew to like Mark Ingham in the NFL. I still hadn't really crossed over with Julio. That that disdain is still very strong when it comes to him. Man. But like I said, he is definitely by far one of the best receivers to ever played a game and definitely come through Tuscaloosa. But for me, Julio Jones is that guy, man. It's like he was there. Forever, you know how you look at this guy like, man, you still there? You know what I'm saying? Like, because the impact that he had at such a very uh, young stage in his career, and from the time he walked on campus as a freshman, you knew you had your hands full yeah. until he left for the NFL draft. Now, so we have number 22 Auburn, number one Alabama, this Saturday in Tuscaloosa at 2:30 on CBS. Jeremy, I'm start with you, man. Um, Give me your thoughts and uh, close it with the predictions. And this this is a tough one to predict because uh, I still really don't know about Alabama's defense. I know they the numbers look good against Kentucky, but I, I first few drives they Kentucky moved the ball well, so I'm still not sold all the way on this defense. Um, the offense I think is pretty solid even without Jalen Waddle, so I think we can score and move the ball. Um, I just I think we got to, of course, the simple stuff. You just take care of the ball and run the ball well, and I think we'll be in good shape. But I'm, I'm really concerned on how we'll do stopping Auburn's running game. Um, and I think Bo Nix, he can throw the ball, but I think that's what we want to make him do this game. So if we can, you know, slow down the run game and make him one-dimensional, uh, I think Alabama will have a good shot. Um, I don't want to – I want to say it'll be close early, but I think Alabama will pull away late. Um Double digits, I'll say. I don't. I don't know the score. I, it's really tough, like I say. Uh, but I, I think Alabama win double digits. All right, Darius, man. What about you? What are your thoughts on uh, this matchup between number twenty-two Auburn and number one Alabama? Well, I echo what a lot of people been saying throughout the week. It, it just don't seem like it's Iron Bowl, and with that feeling, it's kind of hard um, to really say anything with confidence, like. It's hard to predict this game anyway, but if, uh, you know, with 
he has recent injuries and things of that nature. Uh, depending on you know who's playing, that's going to play a role in it. But um, just to get to the my pick, I think if Auburn, all I've been asking if we can keep it close going into the fourth quarter. I think if uh, Alabama don't take control of the game early, you you playing in our favor again. Uh, but if we can go into the fourth quarter with a chance, um, I would like to say we we pull it off somehow some way but being you know realistic it, it's going to be tough to stop this Alabama offense um this offense has had no problems at all this year uh I do like our defense some people been hard on Auburn's defense uh you know saying this the worst but I think those are fairly new fans um uh, just don't understand Auburn football it's been a difficult year and so I don't think either side of Auburn whether offense or defense have peaked um the LSU game was good but then we had that 21 day break yeah. and uh you know last week slow start um started getting it going but I don't think we've seen anything like what we're about to see with this Alabama um offense and so um, I say Alabama, if our defense hold them in the 30s, they did a great <laughs> yeah, job yeah. if you look at everything they've done. So I'm going to say Alabama 38, Auburn 28. That's just being realistic, yeah. but my heart says something else. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn, man, what are your thoughts on this game? Well, my prediction, like you said, if, if Alabama get out there and take care of business, I think we won't have a problem with uh, steamrolling over Auburn. But if we get out there slow poking around, not moving the ball, not doing what we'd be capable of doing, knowing Nick not going to be on the sidelines, yeah. going to play a major role in it too. But I think the guys are still prepped and, and ready to get out there and make their fame over Auburn, you know, because like I said, it's a rival game. Just like Auburn get hyped up, just <laughs> Alabama hope, hopefully get hyped up as well, and just make the prediction. I, I think Alabama's gonna win it, maybe twenty eight fourteen. Because, like you said, you know, Alabama Auburn ain't just gonna lay down; they ain't just gonna handle you the game. They gonna come up and play. So my prediction, is, like I said, is twenty eight Alabama twenty eight Auburn fourteen. Now for me, um, you know, something that's changed over the last decade with me is just kind of. You know, being an Auburn fan, I've been able to kind of put my broadcast goggles on and see it for what it is. And, you know, 10 years ago, there's no way I'd say, man, <laughs> Alabama's going to win. I don't care if we're 0-11 and, and they're 11-0. and I'm like, we still got a chance going into this game. We, you know, it's Iron Bowl, anything can happen, you know. But uh, but realistically, this year, Alabama's offense is insane. And without Jalen, like you mentioned, it's still one of the best. You know, Devontae uh, Smith and, uh, I mean, you got – Najee Harris. Nobody talks about him. Yes. Nobody talks about him at all. It's always Mac Jones in the passing game, but his he is one of the best running backs in the country by far, and their balance allows them to do so much. Because you're thinking about the pass, well, that gas you up the middle with the run, and Harris had 200 yards on him, you know, like he did like Ole Miss. But, uh, yeah, so for me, you know, I think I heard somebody a broadcast talking about it today, and they, they, they quoted the coach. I want to say it was Nick Saban they said, but they was talking about how these days, a great offense would beat a great defense, you know, because so much has changed with the athletes and the way the game is called. 
And as good as you know Auburn's defense can be, Alabama's offense is so much more explosive. You're going to give up big plays. There's going to be uh, moments in the game where there's nothing you can do. It's just great plays by those great athletes they have in Tuscaloosa. So with me and the concerns, as we know, we never know what we're getting from a Gus Malzahn-led offense. It's either boom or bust. It's either something all great or it's nothing. There's no in-between. There's no mediocre with his offense. It's either you know a career-type day or a career failure. But uh, for me, I'm going to go with – Alabama, 34, Auburn, 17. I think, uh, you know, like you said, they, they may start out early on and it could be a game first half. I think at some point in that third quarter, Bama will start to pull away. And it'll probably be a lot through Najee Harris in that running game. And nobody nobody talks about him, and I don't get it. I mean, I understand QB is the way of the world these days. And Mac Jones and Kyle Trash, all those guys get all the praise and the hype. But, man, Najee Harris, I think he could, he could have a pretty solid day if the Tigers aren't careful. But... Like I said, 10 years ago, you would never hear me predict <laughs> Alabama to win. Now, I will say this. I predicted Alabama to win last I predicted Alabama to win last year, too, and, and it didn't unfold that way. But this is two different uh, teams this year. We know Mac Jones is, is the real deal at the quarterback position. Last year, he kind of walked into a tough situation with Tua's injury. But I think, uh, you know, it's going to be a long day for the Tigers or a long year, <laughs> you know, after Saturday's matchup. But, uh I appreciate you guys coming on the sweet spot and, you know, spend a little time to talk about the Iron Bowl and this roundtable discussion 2020, something that, you know, we haven't had a chance to do, you know, on the podcast, on the this platform. But, you know, I truly appreciate you guys taking the time to sit down and, and chat with me. Appreciate you having us. Yeah. Indeed. War Eagle. <laughs> Roll time. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is Kate Snell for the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy FM Sports. Attorney Kaz Espy is a proud supporter of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Kaz has experience in both federal and state courts regarding a wide range of civil matters. Specializing in bankruptcy, debt resolution, probate, and estate planning, Kaz listens to the concerns of his clients, understanding their individual needs. Attorney Kaz Espy, phone 334-793-6288 or online at espymetcalf.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Ridgecrest Baptist Church proudly supports all local athletics. At Ridgecrest, we have many opportunities for all ages, including children, middle school, high school, and college students. I'm Chase Fault, the student pastor, and I want to invite you to see how your family might fit in at Ridgecrest. Learn more on our website at rbcdothan.org. All right, okay, even though my world has changed, you stay the same, and everything's gonna be all right. Welcome back to the Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinchapenny Pool Patio and Spa. As we close with today's Triple C segment, Corey's closing comments, this is what I want to share with you today. Recognize the people who sow into your life. First, determine if they are good seeds. Next, determine what type of planter that person may be. 
He or she could be a planner of love, planner of financial blessings, planner of God's word, or even things we may not realize are seeds, such as planners of encouragement, time, patience, and wisdom. You know, it's important to know those people who do so much for you in sowing so many good seeds into your lives. You heard me talk about a planner of love, someone who just continually shows you the love of God through their words, through their actions, um, just everything that person does. It They show you God's love in every facet and every meaning of that word. It could be a planner of financial blessings, someone who may sow a little bit into your life when it comes to uh, monetary things. You know, I know uh, sometimes people can be like, ah, you know, I don't, that's okay, you know, I appreciate it. But when people who are willing to sow into your life and you know it's coming from a, a place of God's love and there's no ulterior motive, you know, receive it because they're sowing into your lives because they're being instructed by the Holy Spirit to do so. So you could be hindering their blessing by not receiving on what they're trying to give you. And then I also mentioned a planner of encouragement, time, patience, and wisdom. There are people here on this earth who have this knowledge and wisdom of God, and they just continuously share it with people around their lives. And I mentioned planners of encouragement, people who are just always lifting you up, always have a nice thing to say to uplift you in that current state that you're in. So just always remember that God has placed different planners in your life to help you blossom into the true person you were created to be. And as we always say, there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot. Stay in the sweet spot on the Joy FM Sports Facebook page. This has been a presentation of the Joy FM Sports. It's more than a game.